emanating from www.michaelnimmons.com. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. I'm Kevin Merida, Senior Vice President of ESPN. Hi, everyone. This is Rexy Roll from Western Air, Bahamas. I'm Monica Morgan, international photojournalist and motivational speaker. Hello there, I'm meteorologist Denise Isaac from WXYZ Channel 7. Hey, this is Maurice Griffin from BET Sunday's Best. I'm Lauren Winfrey, TV news reporter for today's TMJ4 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This is Dr. Eddie Connor, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud show with my main man, Michael Nimmons. Grew up listening and singing If I Could Be Like Mike, and I really do, so I had to listen to how he brings it, how he flows with it, how he engages you, how he speaks truth to power and inspires you to do something greater than ever before. Don't you dare miss it. Continue to listen. Think out loud. Speak out loud. Michael Nimmons. And you're listening to... And you're listening to... The Thinking Out Loud radio show. 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 So one of the best radio shows that I've ever been on. And in Detroit, I can't go without thinking out loud with my boy, Michael Nimmons. This is Michael Eric Dyson. And when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimitz. Educator and administrator, Dr. Andre Townsend. I truly enjoy hearing uh, the video bumping. Catch it on Apple iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. What's two plus two? We do this for the kids, and how about you? Hey, they work hard all day, and let those in the core like ELA. Oh, thanks, man. That's a, that is that is very huge. It's a, it's a game changer when you're talking about um, influencing young people's lives. I think the most important thing, you got to love kids, man. You just got to love them. And when I became a young man, I thought it was, um, I owed it to the world to pay it forward and do for young people what was done for me to help change the trajectory of my life. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're calling this the Let's Talk edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. And as always, you are tuned in to the show that's giving voice to issues that matter to you. We just thank you so much for tuning in to another uh, weekly edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're so happy that you've taken a few minutes out of your day 
to spend some time with us. We truly, truly do appreciate it. Uh, this is a special day, a day of remembrance, a day of um, reflecting. Today is September the 11th, 2018, and so we know 17 years ago uh, was um, the day that our nation was attacked by terrorists, Osama bin Laden and the terrorists from um, the country of uh, Afghanistan attacked uh, these shores and uh, flew to um, commercial airplanes into the World Trade Center towers and this happened 17 years ago today and uh, the question on the minds of many people was where were you uh, 17 years ago September the 11th 2001 we talked about this or answered this question uh, in one of our earlier shows back on uh, September of last year um, when this uh, uh, anniversary came upon one of our shows and we talked a little bit about what we were doing uh, September 11th 2001 we had just started a new job with the state of Michigan working at the labor building down on West Grand Boulevard and uh, remember being there and only a few days uh, in a few months actually in um, working with the state um and I uh, remember listening to a sports radio show and I was just listening and doing some work and I heard the host say that while they were while they were hosting the show they were watching television and they noticed that a plane they saw a plane um well they didn't they, their first the first part was uh, they turned on the news and saw that one of the trade center towers was engulfed in flames and they didn't know why because the news had just reported uh, at that point that the trade center towers or that one of the trade center towers a plane had flew in uh, into one of the trade center towers and at that point no one really knew what was going on uh, if this was an accidental uh, type of uh, event, you know, where the pilot may have lost control and flew into the trace in the tower. Uh, but we later found out uh, 15 or 20 minutes later after um, the news coverage caught uh, the second plane fly into the second tower, which uh, was a part of a um, plan. Uh, carried out by again Osama bin Laden and the terrorists in Afghanistan uh, to um, attack the United States during um, this uh, this time and and so I remember listening and and just hearing the par the panam the paranoia and and uh, hearing I turned to news radio 9.50 a.m. and it was just like listening to um, uh, it was just a really disturbing um, disturbing 
display, you know, news, breaking news, cutting in and out. You know, you heard people screaming. It was just a real chaotic um, time that was that was taking place. And all this was unfolding right before our eyes. And so uh, today we take this time out to remember those individuals who lost their lives in uh, 9-11 17 years ago, September 11, 2001. I believe uh, there were remembrances taking place um, right there in New York and in other parts of the country uh, commemorating um, the lives that were lost, firefighters and police officers and other um, uh, emergency personnel that lost their lives, sacrificing them uh, to try to save others. And uh, just um, wanted to take a few minutes out as we start this show to remember those individuals uh, who lost their lives 17 years ago in September 11th. Just wanted to have a quick moment of silence uh, in observance of that on today during today's show. And um, again, we will never forget your sacrifice. We'll never forget uh, your labor of love. Those who work very um, uh, diligently uh, in law enforcement and emergency personnel, uh, your sacrifice and your commitment to what you do. Is um is something that is uh, remarkable and one that we will never ever forget. We also want to make you aware of um on something that we um we just uh, finished and completed. Uh, we posted it a couple days ago uh, on social media, but um. We now have a new home for the Thinking Out Loud radio show on our website, michaeldemons.com. Instead of when you go there uh, and you just see a series of links to our Facebook page or our blog talk radio show page and other links to social media that um, that has uh, information about our show, we now have a page that is dedicated to the Thinking Out Loud radio show on michaelnimmons.com. We did this for you. That's right. We did this for you. So you can go to our website, michaelnimmons.com slash T-O-L radio show. And there is the official home of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We have a lot of great things on that page, uh, video videos on there, Pictures on there. Uh, we have our Instagram feed, our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page feed is on there as well. You can go there to get show updates, find out who's going to be on uh, the Thinking Out Loud radio show um, during the week. Uh, it's just a great place to go to find out what's going on on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. 
Um, we're going to be continuing to update this page on uh, michaelnemis.com. So go there and bookmark it. That way you'll always be able to know what's going on on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Everything that we post on Facebook, everything that we post on Twitter, on Instagram, it all goes on our homepage. So uh, we, we have a one-stop shop for the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Go there check it out and please let us know what you think we always want to know we want to get your feedback we want to know what you think about what's going on on the thinking out loud radio show we also want to send a very special shout out to our WDPR 102.4 family, my good friend, Pastor Thomas Brockenberry. They're doing a tremendous job uh, on WDPR uh, 102.4. Stream our show every Friday at 8 p.m. on WDPR 102.4. Um, it's www.wdpr1024.com. You can stream Stream it there every Friday at 8 p.m. Sometimes you can even catch us during the week as well. Um, he is doing a tremendous job. We're also going to have him on the show in just a couple of weeks. Um, I want to chop it up with, with my good friend, uh, Pastor Thomas Brockenberry. Um, he is doing, again, a tremendous job just um uh, on on that um, on that station, expanding and the different shows that are there, Culture Shock and the After Church Show, just doing a tremendous job. We thank him again for extending to us the opportunity to be on his station. Um, he saw that uh, what we were doing and thought um, that we were doing something of note and wanted to be a part of uh, wanted to be us to be a part of what he's doing and we in turn wanted to be a part of what he was doing as well. We certainly appreciate the kingdom connection uh, that we have with uh, WDPR1024.com. So shouts out to all of you who listen to that station, wherever you listen to, wherever you listen to it from. Um, I understand a lot of you listen from around the world in different parts of the UK and in Europe and other places so we just want to thank you so much for taking a minute out of your day to listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show What you thinking about 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 what you think about? 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 In this edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, we're going to be talking about a number of different things that have uh, taken place within the past few days. A wide range of uh, topics uh, that we feel uh, we would like to address on tonight's show. Uh, so uh, buckle your seatbelts. We're going to be talking about Serena Williams and the U.S. Open. If you uh, saw that uh, on uh, on Saturday. Um, I mean, she was uh, really uh, in rare form. Um, there, there was a, 
a, a, a very competitive match against Naomi Osaki from Japan. Um, of course, you all know the controversy that's come out uh, of it because of what took place, and we're going to be getting into that um, in the during this show, talking about uh, some of the fallout from. Um, what happened on Saturday in the U.S. Open with Serena Williams and Naomi Osaki. I'm sure many of you have opinions about what took place and what happened. So we're going to get into that on the other side of this break. We're also going to be talking about LWB. I'm sure you're probably wondering, what is that? LWB. Well, I'm just going to leave that right there. I'm going to set that right there. We're going to get into that again on the other side of the break. But remember, LWB. LWB. What does that stand for? We're going to talk about that in more detail on the other side of the break. And finally, we're going to talk about a recent post that we, a recent blog post we uh, we made um, entitled "Congrats to Cap," and that talk we're talking about um, the um, uh, the the Nike Just Do It ad campaign that features. Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick, former uh, NF San Francisco NFL quarterback, Colin Kaepernick, who is now the face of uh, of the Nike ad, Nike Just Do It ad campaign, and we did a blog uh, where we talked about um, the details of this deal, the message that it was sent that was sent out from Nike and Kaepernick, who was who it was sent to, um, you know. Was there some shade thrown? Who was who was the shade thrown to? So we're going to get into that as well. So we got a great show for you on tonight. So don't go anywhere. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. For more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Hi, my name is Maya, and you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with radio show host and my daddy, Michael Nimmons. You better listen to that little girl. Got the munchies? Call Bunchie! If you worked all day, need a break? Call Bunchie! Having a party for the big game? Call Bunchie! If you want some off-water pizza and wings? Call Bunchie! Call 248-476-7272 Located at 34527 Grand River in Farmington Where you have the munchies? Call Bunchies! It's their birthday. They need a gift for that special someone. Then call KCN Designs and sit back and smile. KCN Designs specialize in custom-made 
all-occasion baskets that are sure to make that special someone smile. Call KCN Designs today at 248-820-3691. That's 248-820-3691 and order your custom basket today. Looking for a professional tax and bookkeeping service? Then look no further than Consumer Tax Clinic. This is a full-service preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with IRS? Call Consumer Tax Clinic today at 248-395-0079. That's 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Clinic, a tax service designed with you in mind. What's up, fam? This is Pastor Mike Nimmers of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And if you want to be inspired, if you want to be motivated, if you want to be uplifted, then you need to listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We have great guests, great discussion, great interviews, and you're inspired and empowered all in the same show. That's why you need to listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show every Tuesday at 8 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com slash thinkingoutloudradio. And now you can listen to the show on WDPR 102.4 every Friday at 8 p.m. Stream the show at www.wdpr102.4.com. Or check out the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and now on iHeartRadio. It's the best alternative to whatever you're listening to, guaranteed. Thinking Out Loud Radio Show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Miss the show featuring motivational speaker, author, and coach Jonathan Banks. I want you to tell us a little bit more about your book, Raise Your GPA, God's Way to Win in School and Life. Catch it on Apple iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. There are so many inspirational scriptures that deal with the holistic young person. And unfortunately, we have offered them a false choice as if they can only be successful in God or in grades. That's never been the true measure of success. Success is always God and grades. In fact, I read in the Bible that God wants us to be the head and not the tail, the lender, not the borrower, above and not beneath. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Have you purchased Michael Nimmin's new book entitled Vision? It is definitely a bestseller in the making. This book is full of positive insights on vision from people like President Barack Obama, Nelson Mandela, and Dr. Miles Monroe. Michael Nimmin's offers a riveting and thought-provoking perspective on how spiritual vision transcends both natural and mental vision and propels you to your place of destiny and purpose in God. 
it is definitely a must-have. Just $20 for hard copy and $3.99 in ebook format. Available online everywhere books are sold. Get your copy today. Now to that astonishing U.S. Open final, Serena Williams losing to Japan's Naomi Osaka following a coaching penalty, breaking her racket and arguing with the chair umpire. Everybody's talking about this, and now Williams is speaking about what happened on the court. ABC's Ariel Reshef was at the match. As this all unfolded, she's at Flushing Meadows in New York where she spoke to both players, both of peers at times last night. Ariel. Hey, good morning, guys. At times it was heart-pounding, at times heartbreaking inside that arena, that match taking a turn no one expected. Explosive moments on the biggest stage in tennis. You owe me an apology. I have never cheated in my life. I have a daughter and I stand what's right for her and I've never cheated. And you owe me an apology. Serena Williams hoping to clinch a historic 24th Grand Slam title, but trouble straight out of the gate for the great. Her 20-year-old opponent, Naomi Osaka, coming out swinging. The match turning to mayhem after chair ump Carlos Ramos issued Serena a violation, claiming her coach had given an illegal sign from the box. If he gives me a thumbs up, he's telling me to come on. We don't have any code, and I know you don't know that. Serena seething. I don't cheat to win, I'd rather lose. I'm just letting you know. Her anger absorbed by the crowd, which burst into raucous boos. Serena breaking her racket, threatened with another penalty. The situation escalating. You need to make an announcement that I didn't get coaching. Later, handed another penalty. She calls for the referee. Serena then accusing the umpire of sexism. In the end, Osaka outplaying her idol. The champion breaking down as the two embraced after the emotional match. Osaka's trophy ceremony tinted by the turbulence, but Serena herself pushing back. Let's give everyone the credit where credit's due and let's not boo anymore. We, we just, we're gonna, we're gonna get through this and let's be positive. So, um, congratulations, Naomi. No more booing. How did motherhood influence how you comforted Naomi today? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I felt, at one point, I felt bad because I'm crying and she's crying and maybe it was the mom in me. So we are back and um, we're going to start the show off talking about Serena Williams and the U.S. Open. You heard in the uh, intro into this segment the controversy behind uh, her match with Naomi Osaki from Japan. A very competitive match and um, quite frankly Naomi Osaki just got the best of uh, Serena Williams who Naomi said was her idol. Uh, she got a chance to play Serena in the finals championship of the U.S. Open on this past Saturday and it was a very competitive match. Emotional 
emotions while we're running high. A lot of things going on. And um, as you heard in the intro, uh, Serena Williams uh, was... um, Penalized um, throughout the game, she was warned at one point because uh, by the chair Carlos Ramos, um, because he perceived or he thought that her coach was coaching her during the U.S. Open match, and according to the rules, um, the coaches are not supposed to coach players during. A match, so she received a warning um, from the uh, chair Carlos Ramos, and uh, she responded with, um, "He wasn't uh, coaching me; uh, he was just giving me a thumbs up. Uh, so that, that's not code for coaching. I would rather lose than cheat." That was her words to uh, the chair Carlos Ramos at the time. So that was a warning she got. Uh, but then later on in the match, uh, she was penalized a point after she broke her racket um, uh, when Naomi Osaki um, uh, got a got a point uh, off of her. She was really um, uh, Serena was really emotional behind that, and um, her and uh, the chair had more words uh, after that, um, and. Uh, um, as you heard in the audio clip, you know she began to to say to the chair, uh, to the chair, "You owe me an apology. You you a thief because he took a point from her." And at uh, that point, uh, as she was getting up to walk back to the uh, to the court because she was seated at the time talking to the chair. Um, and uh, at that point, he took an entire game away from her. And uh, she really got ballistic at that point um, and began to uh, cry. And she began to uh, to to talk to uh, I believe it was the umpire Um uh, during the match to try to see if she could gain some kind of sympathy uh, from them uh, to uh, to reverse uh, that uh, decision. But uh, that decision was not reversed. And what ultimately happened was, I believe, that uh, the, po- the game that the chair Carlos Ramos took uh, from Serena ultimately cost her the championship, and I think that's really what um, what was what was what was at play, uh, and the and one of the main reasons why she was upset because she she was making a comeback even though Naomi Osaki was really uh, giving it to her the entire match. Uh, she was making a comeback, and um, if. You know, if the chair hadn't taken the game away, she might have been in a better position to possibly win the championship. But uh, because he took that game away, uh, Serena ultimately lost the match to Naomi Osaki. And um, and then uh, she was also fined seventeen thousand dollars because of her language, calling the chair a thief and uh, just really. They, uh, the media call it a meltdown and um, you know if you saw the video you saw the match you saw the people uh, in the stadium in New York were really behind Serena they were um, really supporting her and uh, when she lost they began to boo uh, and they were not booing 
uh, necessarily um, to shame Naomi Osaki, who won the U.S. Open uh, Women's Tournament, but they were trying to send a message to the chair, Carlos Ramos, and the officials of the U.S. Open that they were not pleased with what happened uh, in this match, and rightfully so. So, Serena... Uh, did the classy thing uh, during the awards presentation while the fans were booing uh, in support of her they told she told them to calm down uh, uh, let's not boo let's cheer this young lady Naomi Osaki who won her first U.S. Open I thought that was a pretty classy move on on the part of Serena Williams but my question during this segment because again what's come out of all of this is uh, uh, really is there a double standard between uh, the men uh, tennis players the male tennis players like Pete Sampras and John McEnroe we all know how um, you know how he was when he played he was definitely a very vocal uh, and uh, even time even at times irate tennis player um, and 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 Serena you know, is there a difference between a double standard between the female uh, and male tennis players? Because Serena's argument was, you know, she's seen male players say and do worse and that and we're not penalized by it. You know, so what are your thoughts? What do you think uh, about it? Was this a, an act of sexism on the part of the chair, Carlos Ramos? Or do you think Serena Williams overreacted to the judge warning her about her coach signaling or coaching her from the stand I'll give you my my take on it I saw the match and I saw what was going on and when it, when she got the first warning her coach admitted that he was coaching her he was trying to get her to move closer to the net because he realized that Naomi Osaki that was her weakness whenever she got closer to the net that uh, Serena could possibly get more get a better advantage over her so he was motioning from um from his seat and but what he he didn't know if Serena saw him or not so when the chair acknowledged that he saw the coach um the coach motioning to Serena Serena was penalized for what the coach did and and so it wasn't really clear to me at that point if Serena actually saw what the coach was doing because she said he was giving her the thumbs up when that's not what she was doing. She was he was motioning with his hands to move closer to the net. He wasn't giving her the thumbs up. So either she lied at lied or she didn't see what 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 it was the the uh the chair saw at that point so it was a warning and everybody went back to playing tennis but when serena got upset and broke her racket and was penalized a point then that's when 
um, things got more heated between her and the chair. And, you know, we all know the Williams sisters are very um, emotional, very vocal young women, young women. And, uh, you know, part of it is is part of it is um, probably, you know, their um, part of it is probably them, you know, and their their competitive nature you know because I, I i i believe they have a competitiveness that's that's in them they were you know taught by their father and you know he taught them to be strong he taught them to be competitive there's nothing wrong nothing wrong with that not i'm not uh hating on that whatsoever because again that the, the that competitive part of it is is i think what's what drives them uh in um in sports because they're playing in um a predominantly male type of atmosphere even though there is a woman's um uh segment of of tennis uh you know in order to you know there there is there is some 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 aspect of testosterone um that's that's intermingled into <laughs> into this whether we want to believe it or not and so um you know she she you know you can see the you can see when Serena plays the competitive edge that she has and we're in no way trying to diminish that whatsoever because we understand that she is a competitor but um there's a balancing act that i believe she has to uh, to skirt sometimes and a tight a tight rope she has to walk you know uh, that w- between between that competitive nature and maintaining her femininity you know because again her argument is she's watched men say worse and do worse and we're not penalized and why is it that when men uh, uh, male athletes get upset um, and and they get irate or or they 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 have um, uh, they get frustrated on the court or uh, wherever they're playing um, they're they're lauded or they are um, applauded or their their frustration is not berated or looked down upon but when a woman does it that's what happens in fact um an australian cartoonist um by the name of uh uh australian cartoonist by the name of mark wright drew a cartoon of serena stomping on her racket and on the other side someone telling the chair uh, to just let her win so uh, it was really a cartoon attempting to make fun of Serena and what she was doing on Saturday in the U.S. Open but a lot of people including myself 
think that the cartoon was quite racist because of the way that um, Serena was drawn. She looked like a, a, a oversized gorilla stomping on her racket. You know, this supposed to be the cartoonist way of making light of what happened, I guess. But again, many are calling it racist because in the cartoon, again, it looks very much like a gorilla. In fact, Harry Potter author, famous author J.K. Rowling calls this cartoonist racist and I agree. In fact, we um, posted this uh, picture on our Thinking Out Loud Facebook fan page um, as a part of the show uh, so you can go there to take a look at it and um and, t- and let us know what uh what you think but you know um it, it was a, it was a, it's a delicate balance that that female athletes have to have to kind of play when they're uh in competitive sports and you know is there a double standard uh when it comes to women uh female athletes uh in sports you know i would love to know what your thoughts are on that uh, be sure you can always uh make a comment uh, leave it on our Facebook fan page. People do all the time. Go to our face. Go to our uh, homepage. Thinking out loud. Uh, to um, slash tol radio show. Uh, there you can leave us a comment uh, or send us an email at contact at michaelnimmons.com. Add us on Twitter at TOL Radio Host MSN. We'd love to know what your thoughts are on this topic. Is there a double standard in female sports? Not just in tennis, but across the board in basketball and football. Women, uh, well, they, they do. There is a, a, um, a female, there is a woman's football. Uh, league but they don't get a lot of press they don't get a lot of play um, you know it's not taken seriously um, it's not quite popular you know but uh, our women in, in across all sports you know is there a double standard we like to know what your thoughts are on that subject we're going to take our next break when we come back we're going to talk about what does the acronym LWB stand for you don't want to miss this. We're going to explain when we come back. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. Keep it locked. The Bible says, where there is no vision... The people perish. Hi, I'm Michael Nimmons, Executive Director of the Vision Initiative, a nonprofit organization designed to give young people a new vision for themselves through mentorship programs, job and skills training, empowerment sessions, and much more. Help support the Vision Initiative by donating to this worthwhile cause. Just go to facebook.com forward slash the Vision Initiative and make a donation to assist in helping inner city and urban youth see themselves in a whole new way.
Listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and now available on Spotify. Subscribe today. Have you purchased Michael Nimmin's new book entitled Vision? It is definitely a bestseller in the making. Endorsed by presiding bishops, pastors, ministers, best-selling authors, and more. Listen to what Dr. Eddie Connor had to say. Vision is a riveting book filled with spiritual keys and pragmatic principles. The insights shared by Michael Nimitz will inspire you to manifest your vision to receive provision. As you read, you will be encouraged to embark on your own vision from within. Michael Nimmons offers a riveting and thought-provoking perspective on how spiritual vision transcends both natural and mental vision and propels you to your place of destiny and purpose in God. Available online everywhere books are sold. Get your copy today. Miss the show where we talked the Queen of Soul and the Detroit Youth Choir. A lot of things on the table to discuss on today. We're going to be remembering Aretha Franklin throughout the show. And they actually did an article on me, Jan, as well, for um, what happened to me with Aretha Franklin. So I just count it an honor and a privilege to be able to be in her presence during, um, during that time and be able to have that experience. And I think that's something, I know that's something that I, that I would never forget. Catch it on Apple iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. The Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin, has inspired me and my organization uh, in so many ways. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. We're going to move on now to new developments in that shocking case out of Dallas where a white police officer is now facing a manslaughter charge after shooting and killing a black man who she mistakenly thought was in her apartment. Turns out she'd opened the wrong door. She was arrested overnight. ABC's Marcus Moore has the story. 30-year-old Dallas police officer Amber Geiger arrested overnight, charged with manslaughter in the shooting death of 26-year-old Botham Jean. The four-year veteran of the Dallas Police Department, seen here on video in full uniform, purportedly moments after shooting Jean in his own apartment. The off-duty officer telling authorities she mistook Jean's apartment for hers when she returned home from a shift late Thursday and opened fire in the confrontation after she entered his home. Standing by. At 1210 South Lamar, a gunshot wound. John was rushed to the hospital where he died. Officer Geiger not initially arrested as her boss turned the case over to the Texas Rangers for an independent investigation. Right now, there are more questions than we have answers. The legal team representing John's family, now including famed civil rights attorney Benjamin Crump. Black people are being killed for driving while black, walking while black, 
bitch, you had him living while black, and he still was shot. And this morning, new details about the possible circumstances leading up to the shooting. Citing a source with direct knowledge of the investigation, the Dallas Morning News reports both from John's door was unlocked and the lights were off when Officer Geiger went in. According to the source, she saw a figure in the darkness and thought her apartment was being burglarized. Geiger pulled her gun and fired twice. She took my life away, like my very own life. And we have heard from authorities and the attorneys representing John's family that this morning there is no evidence to suggest that Geiger and John knew each other. George. Just a strange, strange, sad story. Okay, thank you Tragic, tragic. All right, we are back. And as you heard from the opening audio, um... Uh, back on Thursday of last week, um, it was reported that a white Dallas police officer by the name of Amy Geiger um, claims that she accidentally shot her neighbor. Uh, she was getting off work. Uh, she was an off-duty po- Dallas police officer going into what she thought was her apartment. And um, it's, she thought she was surprising a um, a burglar or an intruder And she shot this individual twice And uh, so happened to be her neighbor Botham Sheen, uh, Botham Shem Jean 26 year old Botham Shem Jean A black man who happened to be her neighbor And um, very unfortunate tragic event That took place uh, in Dallas, Texas On this past Thursday Amy Geiger is the name of the white police officer that claims she accidentally entered the wrong apartment and ultimately took the life of her neighbor, Botham Shem Jean. Um, it is still not clear uh, to me or to many people who um, uh, what what happened here, what the details are of this particular case they're, they're coming out even as we speak um, the details of this shooting are still being pieced together initially when I saw this story on social media uh, there were rumors that the two had once dated um, because one thing that was kind of hard to understand was how can you walk in the wrong apartment because according to reports um, the the door of the apartment they use key fobs so how can your key fob work on someone else's door that's one of the, one of the main things that 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 um baffled me but according to her claim um the door was not locked it was um ajar and um she opened the door the lights were out when she when she walked into the apartment and she saw the silhouette of a man in the distance and according to Amy Geiger she um uh she's she uh shouted out some some commands to him uh and they were ignored and that's the reason she shot uh twice and after she shot uh the individual twice she turned turned the lights on only to discover that she was in the wrong apartment can you believe that 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 that's just beyond belief, right there. I, I'm 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 finding it very hard to believe it. Um, to believe that this woman actually thought she was in the wrong apartment. I, I that's very hard to believe. Um, and and so, um, 
the shooting um as i said when i was when i when i caught wind of of this particular incident on social media uh the pictures and photos that i saw being circulated was of uh, both them uh shim jean standing uh in between uh three other white women one of which according to the photo um was supposedly Amy Geiger who I later found out was not in that photo uh but um <laughs> my twitter feed has since gone viral that photo um that I got and basically retweeted myself um you know I've gotten all kinds of people saying that's not them that's not her rather uh, and for me to take the photo down but you know at this point we we posted the correct photo or the the article with the correct photo on there of uh the mugshot of Amy Geiger and the picture of both them Shim Jean and uh you know as more information comes out about this very um bizarre story to say the least um it is really 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 bizarre and i understand that um this police officer has been charged with manslaughter and um and there's a possibility that um the charges could become even stricter um because well as more details come out about what actually happened because the family doesn't believe um the police officer's account that um the the door was open um and she walked in the wrong apartment and saw a silhouette of a of a man there and shot him twice what they believe and according to two other independent witnesses um they believe that oh they they heard rather uh someone shouting a female shouting uh and banging on a door saying let me in let me in let me in uh, and those witnesses believe that to be the police officer Amy Geiger, and then after, after or, sh- or shortly after, they heard the gunshots, and what they believe uh, to be, um, what they believe to be, uh, both them Shim Jean's last words: "Oh my God, look what you have done." Uh, those are believed to be Botham Jean's last words and so uh, this this really is a bizarre story I hope that um, I know more information is going to be coming out in the days to come um, but uh, our question really was I'm sure your question is what is LWB stand for and attorney uh, being Crump, I believe, said it best. Black people are being killed for driving while black, walking while black. This, you had him living while black, and he still was shot. Exactly. Living while black. This, to me, is the real essence of the acronym that has been used relative to other racially motivated events. Um, living while black. Living while black, I believe this this really capsulizes uh, some of the other um, acronyms that have been used uh, to 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 characterize uh, the other racially motivated events. For example, SWB, sitting while black, 
you, you all remember the black patrons at Starbucks that were just waiting for a friend and the police were called on them and they were arrested because they were sitting at a booth waiting for a friend to arrive and when did that when was that illegal to do in Starbucks I mean people have have have, have gone to Starbucks um, all the time uh, to use the Wi-Fi they don't you know necessarily buy the coffee but they sit there and use the free Wi-Fi I've seen it happen time and time again and the police were not called on them white people black people Hispanic people all kinds of people and 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 why were why were these individuals singled out uh, and they weren't doing anything wrong nothing wrong um, another one BWB barbecuing while black we all know that when the white women who called the police on a black man for using a charcoal grill in an area that was supposedly restricted you know uh, we you remember that 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 um it was in Oakland California I believe where um, there was video posted all over social media to really shame this this white woman who called the police because um Apparently or supposedly, according to her, um, these black men were barbecuing using a charcoal grill in a restricted area. And she took time out of her day to call the police on these men. Unbelievable. But what happened the next day <laughs> um, in response to that, it was a huge black uh, black party. Everybody had charcoal grills out barbecuing. <laughs> So as, a, as a way to say you know uh, you uh, call the police on us now you know where are you at where's this woman at now call the police on all of us you know I'm just telling you that that just they, that was so petty so petty and of course you all know we all know uh, what DWB means driving while black and there are countless cases of uh, police brutality that stem from a simple routine traffic stop driving while black and 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 that right there is probably one of the most um believed to be one of the most dangerous uh of those acronyms until um the lwb one um came out living while black essentially living while black is now illegal living uh or sleeping while black the uh the young the young lady who um um was a student at Yale University who was sleeping in what's considered the common area and a white you know a black lady was sleeping in the common area uh at a Yale University and uh and the police were and the white woman called the police on her because uh, she didn't believe she belonged there. Hmm, really? I mean, sleeping while black, sl- swimming while black. I mean, there's there's so many of them. Uh, but but essentially, living while black, I believe, is uh, is it, it really capitulates all of these because the question becomes: Can we just live? Is it is it now illegal for us to just live? Because by all accounts, this young man was not this black young man was not doing anything wrong. He was in his own apartment, um, minding his own business. He had no police record. He was unarmed. Um, he was not 
uh, you know, um, he 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 was the uh, again he was. The, a model citizen, according to all reports, he was uh, he worked at Price Water Waterhouse Cooper as an insurance examiner. He was even a youth minister. All of these things he had going for him, and yet his life was still taken. Amazing! It's, it's unbelievable. It is really unbelievable. How where how do we get to this point? How did we get to the point where um, this? Where living while black is now something that we have to be fearful of. We could be minding our own business. We don't even have to be engaged with the police. And our lives can be taken. We could be in our own house occupying our own space. We remember um, back when President Obama was first in office and the professor from, uh, I believe, Harvard, Henry Louis Gates, was accosted in his own house by a Boston police officer. Remember that? He was accosted in his own house um, um, by he was accosted in his own house by by a police officer. And he had to show this man ID in his own house. The police were not even there with a warrant. But I believe it was because his neighbor thought that um, that uh, Henry Louis Gates house was being broken into. When in fact, he was coming in, coming back home from being out of town. And uh, and his white neighbor called the police. And, you know, caused this all of this ruckus in this man's house and you all know what the the the, the fallout from it president obama um you know called the boston police officer uh stupid uh you know uh what they did was you know was was stupid and he got backlash for saying that and uh and then they had um as a way to kind of make amends with with the police officer and with Henry Louis Gates Jr. He had kind of like a a beer powwow or a beer some 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 kind of um gathering of the three of them together uh, at the white on the white house line where they could you know kind of make amends and get things back together but but you, but you see the lengths that this president had to go to go to to bring everybody together but he, Henry Louis Gates Professor Gates was in his own house I've never heard of that Never heard of that, and you will never hear of it again from uh, another ethnicity, from our white counterparts. This will not happen, but this happened uh, in this particular instance, and so you know this is what we uh, we have to deal with. I mean, is this something that we should be um, be satisfied with? I mean, this is I'm sure very frustrating, and we're going to talk about that in our thought of the week. We have a great thought of the week uh, for this for this show especially for this particular show so you don't want to miss that it's coming up in, uh, in just a little bit but uh, we're going to go take our next break of the night but when we come back we're going to discuss our recent blog about Colin Kaepernick and the Nike uh, ad campaign for 
uh, just do it. And um, and in this discussion, we're also going to talk about how we believe that all three of these events are connected. All three of these isolated events are connected. We're going to tell you how they all are are connected on the other side of this break. Don't you go anywhere. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. Miss the show where we talk mental health and bullying with licensed counselor, Dr. Hakeem Lumumba. Dr. Lumumba, I want to know, do you treat young people as well as adults or you just treat adults exclusively? Catch it on Apple iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. I am treating adolescents, and that's between the ages of 13 to 18, as well Mm. as adults, uh, 18 years and older. And with the adolescents that I'm treating, most of them are are being treated because of their use of marijuana. It's almost an epidemic. They're using marijuana to cope with the stress in their lives. And so they're saying, in order for me to cope with my environmental stress, I need marijuana. You tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. It's their birthday. They need a gift for that special someone. Then call KCN Designs and sit back and smile. KCN Designs specialize in custom-made all occasion baskets that are sure to make that special someone smile. Call KCN Designs today at 248-820-3691. That's 248-820-3691 and order your custom basket today. You're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons. Don't you dare touch that dial. God bless you. This is Jonathan Banks, speaker, coach, and author of Raise Your GPA, God's Way to Win at School and Life. You are rising with the one and only Minister Michael Nimmons on Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. service then look no further than consumer tax connect this is a full service preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service professionalism and getting results have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with irs call consumer tax connect today at 248-395-0079 that's 248-395-0079 consumer tax connect a tax service design with you in mind
don't, 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 don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back. Have you purchased Michael Nimmin's new book entitled Vision? It is definitely a bestseller in the making. This book is full of positive insights on vision from people like President Barack Obama, Nelson Mandela, and Dr. Miles Monroe. Michael Nimmons offers a riveting and thought-provoking perspective on how spiritual vision transcends both natural and mental vision and propels you to your place of destiny and purpose in God. It is definitely a must-have. Just $20 for hard copy and $3.99 in ebook format. Available online everywhere books are sold. Get your copy today. Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. When they talk about the greatest team in the history of the sport, make sure it's your team. If you have only one hand, don't just watch football. Play at the highest level. And if you're a girl from Compton, don't just become a tennis player. Become the greatest athlete ever. Yeah, that's more like it. So don't ask if your dreams are crazy. Ask if they're crazy enough. So we are back, and you heard the commercial, the Nike ad commercial um, featuring uh, former San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick. Um, and uh, you heard him talk about, um, you heard him talk in the Nike ad campaign of powerful ad campaign um i love the last part that i love the last part uh in there where he says it's not it's only crazy until you do it you know and uh and and it's directly talking about um him uh being courageous and uh courageous enough to take a knee in protest of uh, the brutality, the police brutality that and injustices that black and brown people face in this country. And, and uh, just um, recently we we put out a blog talking about that. And you can go to our website, website, michaelnimmons.com and uh, forward slash blog, michaelnimmons.com forward slash blog. That is uh, our Thinking Out Loud blog. And there uh, we, um, uh, the name of that blog is called, the, the name of that particular blog post is called Congrats Cat, where we talk about the message that uh, Nike and Colin Kaepernick were sending to uh, all of his critics, those that um, disagreed with uh, his protest of the national anthem and uh, particularly those in the Trump administration, President Trump and uh, Vice President Pence and all of their different cronies and the NFL too as well um, because um, up until uh, up until this weekend um, the NFL policy was uh, that you would be penalized if you knelt doing or protested doing the national anthem. But it was recently released that the NFL policy um, is uh, is now null and void. There isn't one. Um, athletes uh, uh, um, 
football players will not be penalized if they decide to kneel during the national anthem. There is no policy in place and there will not be for this entire football season. So congrats to the NFL. That was a big win for Colin Kaepernick, even though he still is not on an active NFL roster. Uh, But kudos to him and congrats to him uh, for getting that headway and that particular victory uh, uh, for him and other athletes who want to exercise their right to protest, their right of free speech, which has been afforded to them by the Constitution of the United States. Also, uh, we want to note that um, uh, Colin had another victory uh, just recently. He won his case with the NFL arbitration, uh, an arbitrator who believed the NFL did not provide enough evidence to dismiss Colin's collusion suit that he has against the NFL and his owners. That's right. So now this case can go to court, to civil court. And uh, I'm, I'm sure, you know, he's in line to get millions of dollars from the NFL because he was colluded against by uh, the owners of the NFL because he took he had the courage to take a knee in protest uh, for black and brown people. And again, uh, it was not um, a, um, a easy thing to do when he when he started out. Uh, it was something he was he was highly criticized for and still is being criticized for. In fact, um, when this ad campaign was announced, um, uh, this partnership with the Nike Corporation, people began to literally start those who were critics of Colin Kaepernick burn their own shoes and other apparel and socks and gear um, in protest of of um, the partnership um, with uh, Colin Kaepernick and Nike, uh, it, it, you know, it, this was just people being petty, and they, I mean, they they decided to desecrate their own gear, burn their own shoes. It didn't make no sense whatsoever to me, but. Uh, Nike created $43 million in media exposure with the release of this commercial. Right. You know, so they say, hey, you all can burn your shoes if you want, if you want to. But look what we just did. Forty three million dollars in media exposure because of this Kaepernick ad. And I understand that he's going to have a line of shoes coming out soon. Um, He is his name is being mentioned on the same um, platform as People like Jackie Robinson and Muhammad Ali, you know, I'm not sure if we're going to we, we equate him that high at this point. But I do admire his courage and his stick to his determination. Um, and I believe he's going to be rewarded for all of this in the end. Um, and as I said uh, before the break, I believe that that there is a. Um, A thread that ties all of these three isolated events together. Um, The Serena Williams and the U.S. Open um, incident that took place on Saturday, um, as well as the Dallas police shooting in in Dallas, Texas, Amy Geiger and Botham Jean, Botham Shim Jean, as well as uh, the Colin Kaepernick story. The thread that ties these three stories together 
is race is race this is the tie that binds these stories all together in each of these stories race is being pushed to the forefront even though serena was arguing her position as a woman to the media and the world she is making her case as a black woman think about that yes she is a woman but to the media and the world she is making her case as a black woman and and whatever comes along with that and of course we see the obvious connections in the dallas police shooting of botham gene another white police uh, officer kills an unarmed black man for doing absolutely nothing he's in his apartment minding his own business living while black and his life was taken she was clearly in the wrong even if her account was true and she did enter the wrong apartment what happened to police protocol why did she only turn the lights on after she shot and killed both of them and discovered that she was in the wrong apartment i, I you know there are a lot of questions i'm sure that's going to that are going to be answered or, or a lot of details that are going to come out uh, as the days progress and as more um, more more evidence is uncovered more witness, witness testimony is, is taken but again it, this is a bizarre story and finally in the case of Kaepernick we all know that race has been at the forefront of the NFL protests ever since they began back in August of 2016 so we know uh, what's been going on we know that race ties all of these things together uh, Colin Kaepernick and other NFL athletes and players took a knee in protest of the police brutality that um, that was affecting black Im- impacting black and brown people and we and this is the thread that ties all of these stories together you know I um and you know this again is going to be an ongoing conversation that I'm sure we're going to continue to have um, and it's one that we should we should have we should be able to talk about these issues and talk about these topics um, without fear of reprisal uh, without fear of being judged or judge uh, fear of judgment or criticism uh, but again these are very real issues and topics that I believe need to be addressed and discussed Um, but when we come back we're going to give you our thought we're going to take our last break of the night when we come back we're going to give you our thought of the week I guarantee it's going to be a powerful one it's going to be one we're going to tie all of this together in our thought of the week don't you go anywhere you're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show we'll be right back Stay tuned for more motivation, more inspiration, and more empowerment on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked. Miss the show featuring Emmy Award winning journalist and WXYZ news anchor Carolyn Clifford. Now, according to your bio, uh, as a journalist, you've interviewed some very influential people throughout your career. I want you to tell our listeners who has been your most memorable interview. 
catch it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Well, bar none, my, my proudest moment was definitely going to the White House in Washington, D.C. and standing right in front of Barack Obama, President, former President Barack Obama. This particular case, I was invited to the White House to interview uh, President Barack Obama. And I, I, I can't, I, you know, he stands above any other interview that I've ever done. And even if I, uh, I, I can't imagine anybody who would, who would top that. You're tuned in to the Female Line Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. Got the munchies? Call. Munchies! If you worked all day, need a break? Call. Munchies! Having a party for the big game? Call. Munchies! If you want some off-water pizza and wings? Call. Munchies! Call 248-476-7272. Located at 345278. Facebook about it, tweet about it, Instagram about it. Make the show a part of your weekly routine. Tuesdays from 8 to 9 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. This is Michael Eric Dyson, and when I'm in Detroit, I listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, dropping that knowledge, giving that inspiration, giving us that enlightenment. Nobody does it like Brother Michael does it. Do your thing. Holla. Peace. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and now available on Spotify. Subscribe today. You're tuned in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Keep it locked, keep it locked, keep it locked. It's time, the week comes from noted black author and civil rights activist James Baldwin who said and I quote to be a Negro in this country and relatively conscious 
is to be enraged all the time. You know, on the surface, this quote might appear to be an exaggeration. How could being a Negro equate to being basically enraged all the time? And this, I believe, is white America's typical response to this very candid and honest assessment, not just from any man in America, but a black man in America. And quite frankly, no one knows our plight better than we do ourselves. No one can verbalize our pain better than any than another black person. No one can genuinely empathize with our struggle more than another black person. And that is not to say that our pain is so much worse than anyone else's. But herein lies the crux of the Black Lives Matter movement. We are saying in essence, our lives matter too. Our plight matters too. Our sons and daughters matter too. Our families matter too. We're not asking for an extra piece of the proverbial pie. We just want our fair share. And that's really what all of this has been about. Equality. We want to be treated equally and fairly. This is why Colin Neals. This is why Serena fights. This is why black people march. We want to be treated equally. This is why Baldwin's quote rings true even today because no one will ever understand our rage more than our own community. Serena isn't just a woman enraged, she's a black woman enraged. Colin or Botham isn't just another man enraged, but they are black men enraged by the injustices that our community face. Some have looked at Baldwin's quote and have tried to trivialize it because they simply don't understand our rage. Others will look at the quote and say it's time to get over it. Look how far you've come as a people. Just a couple years ago, you were celebrating the first black president of the United States. What do you have to be enraged about? What do you have to be upset about? This is essentially the background noise we hear from those who say our struggle is overrated. We should have overcome by now. Stop singing that old tired song. But just take a look around you and see the racially polarized world that we live in. The times have only shown us that yes, we've come a long ways, but we still have a long way to go. But Baldwin's admission is not an excuse to quit or to give up. Us being enraged all the time is not an excuse to throw in the towel and say, what's the use? If that was true, we would have never had a Dr. King or Malcolm X or a Fannie Lou Hamer or a Harriet Tutman. If the times became so rough that it caused us to quit, we would have never went from being slaves to business owners, from poverty stricken to power brokers, from sewer dwellers to singers and entertainers, from peasants and paupers to presidents. We have the capacity within us to be whatever we want to be. We didn't let anything stop us then, and we certainly are not going to let adversity stop us now. In the words of the wise abolitionist Frederick Douglass, when asked by a black young man, what must we continue to do in the struggle? Frederick Douglass' only answer was, agitate, agitate. Agitate.
hope you enjoyed our Let's Talk edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. You know, we don't get to do this all the time, but we might do more of these kinds of shows so we can discuss more of these hot topics. And so you can hear our heart and our thoughts and we can even get your feedback as well. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. If you want to send us your thoughts about today's show, you can do it a couple ways. Send us an email to contact at michaelnimmons.com. Or add us at Twitter or Instagram at TOL Radio Host MSN. Or you can go to our official home of the Thinking Out Loud radio show at michaelnimmons.com forward slash TOL Radio Show. And there you can leave us a comment or send us an email from our site. We want to hear from you. And again, thank you so much for listening to tonight's show. Next week, we're going to have another great show in store for you. So be sure to tune in. I'm telling you, get ready. We're going to have a great show in store for you. Thank you again for tuning in this week and every week for that matter. And we hope again you enjoy tonight's show. And so until next time, as always, remember, if you think it, you can believe it. If you believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, then you can be it. If you can be it, you can achieve it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast. Be sure to support all of our show sponsors. If you like the show, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, or tune in. Want to book Michael Nimmons for a speaking engagement, book signing, or corporate event? Send an email to contact at michaelnimmons.org. Be sure to follow the show on all of his social media accounts on Twitter at TOL Radio Show, on Instagram at The TOL Radio Show, and on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud Radio. Are you an entrepreneur and want to advertise? Become a Thinking Out Loud Radio Show partner. Send an email to Thinking Out Loud Radio Show at gmail.com. We have some affordable advertising packages just for you. The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you.